try this again. We had some technical difficulties the first time. Um, but basically what this is, this is a Mile High Radio podcast. Uh, this series that we're doing, we're calling it In the Industry. So my background, uh, a lot of it is, you know, being in the service industry. I went to school for it. I went to, I went to a culinary school. Uh, I, went, I, I went to go study uh, food service and restaurant management. So one of the things that I'm really, you know, passionate about and one of the things that I do on a daily basis is, you know, customer service. So with that, the one thing that bothers me the most is when I go out and I just see, you know, terrible, terrible customer service. I see instances where, um, you know, things can be fixed just by simple little tweaks and how often people don't care about the, the, the service that is given. This, um, this is something that needs to be talked about. And I do believe that there are enough people out there who can listen that can actually gain something from the little insights and, and just changing, uh, changing the mindset. And for me, managing people, the hardest thing that the, the hardest thing to do is to, to change the employee's mindset and making it all about, you know, delivering good customer service. There are so many places that I go to that, when they aren't delivering it, you can you can see on the back end just you know how how you're losing money and how you're how you're not you're not with where your competition is. Uh, you, you're you're below it, and you know eventually you are going to you're going to starve. You're going to go out of business. So that's the whole premise of this this podcast is fixing customer service issues, um, seeing them, motivating employees to be to make customer service a priority, you know, helping managers find new ways to motivate your people. So what I bring to the table is this. I've worked for a larger corporation um, where my job was literally to go to some of the restaurants uh, in, in an organization that didn't have uh, good customer service. And my job was to, to fix that, to make that a priority. Uh, managing a few restaurants here in town as well that are in a very high populated area, high traffic area, and without good customer service, the amount of competition that's in our area, we would just not even exist. And then, of course, I also, like I said, I did go to a culinary school for it and a, a business school for this exact thing. One of my favorite authors, uh, one of my favorite books is uh, is Dan Millman. And he was talking about uh, what in, in his series, it's the way of the peaceful warrior. And one of the one of the characters in it is uh, this gentleman where Dan refers to him as Socrates. If you look at the book Way of the Peaceful Warrior and look at the movie rendition of it, one of the lines that always sticks out to me is when this gentleman Socrates goes and says, you know, they're working at a gas station late at night. And he's trying to teach Dan. Dan, uh, you know, is kind of lost in the world and trying to figure out how to keep himself motivated. Um, but as he's sitting there, Socrates turns to him and says, you know, the line that everybody knows is that there's no higher purpose. Serving is the most fulfilling thing that you could do. Being in a service industry is the most fulfilling thing that you can do. 
because you were directly affecting somebody else. You were fulfilling their need, making their day better in some way, shape, or form because that is a need and you're helping with that. It's rare that you find that. But the funny thing is when you think about it and you change your mindset, every one of us works in a service industry. The only reason why we have a job is because we're fulfilling somebody else's need. It's not directly just because, you know, like you're pumping somebody's gas, like in the movie, or you're, you know, giving somebody food, like with with my profession. Like how even if you were a porn star, you're in the service industry, you know, where uh, you're fulfilling somebody's need as ridiculous and gross as that is, you're fulfilling somebody's need. So that's the thing that we need to teach our employees is that no matter what it is, your job is to directly affect somebody else. You are fulfilling somebody's need. There's no higher purpose. What you're doing is the most important thing that you're going to do all day. What you're doing is the most important thing that you can do. With my industry, in the last you know five years, there's been this major shift that is happening. Um, we are seeing an increase in wages in like the lowest level staff. So with your counter cashiers and your servers, we're seeing an increase of wages where a lot of it's, you know, going upwards of, you know, 10 or $12 an hour, which is insane because when you're charging somebody, you know, $8 for a a hamburger, it's almost impossible to pay your people that kind of money. So now you have this, this battle where you're fighting with the consumer and fighting with the staff because if you overcharge consumer, the consumer is going to stop and you can't supplement enough staff to have the level of guests that you're going to have come into your restaurant. But at the same time, if you don't have the staff to come into your restaurant, you don't have a job anyway. You don't have a business. So how do you find that balance? How do you find that middle ground? A lot of people are turning to, you know, tablets and self-service. So, you know, even now if you go into McDonald's, there are giant tablets there. There are big screens where you order from and then just walk up to the counter. So now you're theoretically only paying for the initial costs and the maintenance of the machine. And now you're no longer, you're no longer paying for a cashier. So now half of your staff is gone because you only have the four cooks in the back. So there's a restaurant that opened up, uh, a restaurant concept that opened up in my area, right next to one of my restaurants, and the entire thing is a food court where they don't have wait staff. It is, you know, four or five different concepts. They have two or three employees in each. They have some dishwashers in the back who are washing dishes, but everything that you do is 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 with a tablet. You come up, you order on the tablet. You pay on the tablet. They don't accept cash. It's a very robotic way of doing it. It's a very, you know, unhuman way of doing everything. There, there is no interaction throughout the entire experience. So one of my problems with that is when you go and you know you have an issue with your food and it's cold. Who do you talk to? When you want 
you know, when you just want conversation, who do you go to? You can't talk to the people because now with that concept, it's built this mindset of with your employees, with the staff there, it's built this mindset of, okay, I'm just here to do my job. I got to pump out all these tickets and then I'm done. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's just so off-putting to me. So what I tell, once that restaurant opened up, what I told my people is, look, the way that we beat this restaurant, the way that we stop it, because it is super convenient. It's fairly easy to navigate and the food's okay. And that's, that's what wins a lot of times in this, in this environment is it's not, you know, whose product is better and it's not whose, um, you know, who's cheaper even the, the reason why companies succeed is because of efficiency, um, how trendy they are and how easy they are to use. So like the system is relatively easy if you have any kind of idea how to use a smartphone, which is most people now. So that's done. They've got that covered. Efficiency, it's fairly efficient because you put your food in, you go sit down, you come back up, they text you and your food's ready. You know, the system doesn't work all the time, but they came up with a solution because now all the cooks are yelling at you when your food's ready. And then it is trendy because there is nothing else like that in our area. And it's it's one of those things where you can take, you know, five different people and have five different options. That's awesome. It's It, it, it works for people. So for me, when I'm telling my staff in a more traditional restaurant setting, I need to make sure that everybody is on point. I need to make sure that everybody understands that our advantage is the fact that we're here standing here. And I remember Susie's order when she comes in every day. And I remember what John doesn't like. I remember that John has three kids. I remember that one of them's in a dance recital this weekend. That's what keeps you coming back. You know, once a week, they're going to go to that other restaurant. I know that, but I can still get them though four other days. And that's the thing that people don't understand is that when you're sitting there next to the McDonald's, that's got this big ass TV screen and it's cool and trendy. Oh, I can still beat them. If my customer service is better, when you are walking through a Costco or the mall or anything like that, where you have somebody trying to sell you something while you're moving along, what's the reason that you buy something at one of those places? It's not because the product is something that you absolutely need and desire. It's not because you have an extra hundred bucks in your pocket and you want to spend it right now. It's because the salesperson makes a memorable experience and creates a moment in time where you have a connection and now you feel emotionally vested in that project. That's what I try to create every day, an emotional investment in my product. My product isn't ex- isn't necessarily the food. My product is the experience. My product is the want to come to my business. And when you change your mentality on, you know, my product has to be perfect and change the idea of product from a tangible thing, in this case, a hamburger, to 
an intangible thing, which is the experience of coming and purchasing that hamburger for me and not the person down the street. That's how you succeed in an environment that is focused on instant gratification and efficiency. Because that's what we're developing into. We're developing into everything needs to be now, everything needs to be perfect, everything needs to be quick. And within all of those distractions, if you can create a moment in time where that person, that consumer feels so emotionally invested in what you're doing, you're going to get them to come back eight out of 10 times. And if I can get somebody to come back 80% of the time, I'm going to be in business forever. My regulars at my restaurant come back on average 70% of the time. I have every day, I see 70% of the people that I saw the day before. That's how you create a successful business. The lack of attention to customer service is shocking to me. And that's what this entire podcast is going to be about. So again, I'm going to focus on ways to motivate people. I'm going to focus on things that you shouldn't be doing. And then at the end of the day, what we're going to do together is increase our revenue just on fixing something as simple as being relatable to customers and making them come back. It's the easiest thing to do and it's the easiest thing to screw up. And it's your direct contact with the people purchasing your product. It's so often overlooked and it's frightening, truthfully. So go ahead, join me every week. We're going to have this out Mondays so that way everybody can you know, use it in team meetings, start your week off the right way. I look forward to seeing everybody soon.